Welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast with me, Megan Edmonds. I am your host. If you want to be encouraged and equipped to live how God calls you to live, to live purposefully, then this show is for you. I want you to take something from each episode that you can apply today. And I am so glad that you're here. Seriously, I do not take it for granted that we are spending this time together and I'm just so stoked for you to be here. I don't know if you have felt this way, but I know that I have with all of this news occurring uh, about the atrocities in Israel and just the war now breaking out between Israel and Gaza and all of this news in the Middle East. A lot of things have been stirring up in my heart. It has been flooding my social media feed and my news apps, and I have been thinking more and more about Jesus' return, and I have been brokenhearted, and I have been angry. I have been too, honestly, a little bit afraid, if I'm being honest, Um, and I've been listening to podcasts and reading posts, and it can be so all-consuming. So I wanted to look into how you and I, as Christians, are actually called to respond to this. And um, two, I feel like I wanted a deeper look into these things. So I was thinking maybe that you did too. So today I want to chat with you about why a lot of Christians are thinking about the end times with all this news going on. I also will be talking about too, how Christians are called to respond to that and live right now, keeping all this in mind. But first quickly, I do just want to talk about what is happening in Israel right now, because this leads into why people are talking about the end times. If you're already really in the know of everything that's going on, you can hit that fast forward button like, or the 30 seconds button on your app like two or three times. But um, I want to give a little bit about what's going on here. So on October 7th, it was a Saturday, Hamas, which is a terrorist organization that is actually the de facto governing body in the Gaza Strip since 2007, Hamas attacked Israel. And it was an attack where we haven't seen this type of violence against the Jewish people since the Holocaust, it seems like, just from everything that's going on. Not only there were, were there missiles fired from Gaza, but Hamas entered into Israel by foot and also from the sky on like paragliding into Israel and killed, mutilated, burned alive, and raped innocent Israeli men, women, and children, and babies. Since that happened on that weekend, Israel declared war and attacked the Gaza Strip in return. Now, there's controversy over why Hamas did this, and a lot of people are saying that Hamas is, you know, they're freedom fighters fighting on behalf of Palestinians against Israeli occupation, and there's controversy over whether or not Israel now killing a lot of people in Palestine with missiles and different things um, isn't basically equivalent to what Hamas did. I have a ton of thoughts on this. I have been very passionate about this in my own life over the past multiple weeks. Um, It's something that I've posted about on my personal page. We even have one post on Sheila's Purposely as well, but it's just something that me and my husband have been talking a lot about. Um... And I'm not going to go into all of them. This is not a political podcast. That's not what this is for. But I do want to say with full conviction, some of you may disagree, but here it is. No matter the rationale, savage rape and murder and mutilation of innocent people is never excusable. And the defense of it is despicable. And Israel, having been attacked, has a right to defend itself. 
Again, I'm not here to give you the politics of the day, and many of you may disagree with me. I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to share that because I do think this is an important issue, and I think that our voices matter, and there are so many voices that are going on right now around us that are very loud and so I think when it's something that we feel is really important and I think that this is it's important to also you know in the spirit and be praying about those things but to raise your voice I just wanted to share that um just that bit too but that is what has been going on in Israel I want to dive into the biggest chunk of today's episode which is talking about the end times there are a lot of Christians myself included talking and thinking about the end times more and more and I have seen a ton of content on social media about this as well but what is the end times well when I'm talking about the end times I am talking about Jesus's return Jesus, if you didn't know this, maybe you didn't, and that's totally okay, but Jesus plans to return to bring his church, you and I and other Christians, to himself. Now, Christians have debated over when that might take place. There is pre-trib, which means that he will come pre a seven-year tribulation, which is basically a seven-year period of horror on earth where Satan really has his reign. And then Jesus will come back again to conquer after that. Then there's mid-trib, which means that Jesus will come at the 3.5 year mark in that tribulation time before things get really, really bad. And then again, Jesus will come back to conquer after the tribulation. And then there is post-trib, people who believe that Jesus will only come back after the tribulation and that Christians will go through the tribulation with the rest of the world. All that to say, Jesus is coming back. I know incredible people who have different opinions on when Jesus is coming back. Um, basically, if it's pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, nobody knows the day or the hour, um, but those are just some thoughts on it. But Jesus is coming back, and that is something that as Christians, we can agree on. It's something that we find in scripture. It's a truth that we can know. And really, it's a beautiful truth. Hebrews 9.28 tells us that Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. 1 Thessalonians tells us, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Matthew 24, 44 says, therefore, you must also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. So this is why it's such a topic right now. It's because there are some things that the Bible tells us must happen before Jesus's return. And those things are happening. When I was younger, I think it was in like junior high, I actually wrote out a list. I'm not sure how accurate it was, but I wrote out a list of things the Bible said, or what I thought the Bible said would happen before Jesus's return. I think I still have that notebook actually that I wrote it in. Um, so here are just some of the things that scripture tells us. The first is that Israel will be gathered together. And this happened in 1948. The people of Israel were able to come back to the land. There was a land that was made kind of for Israel. And everyone was, you know, not everyone, but, you know, there was a place for the people of Israel to come to. So, 
being gathered together. In Matthew 24, we also see a few things that will take place. There will be false prophets, people claiming to be the Messiah, wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, persecution, and the spread of the gospel. Many of those things that have just been happening for a long time as well. And then in Ezekiel 27 and 38, we see that Israel is attacked from the north by a force named Magog, who is allied with Persia, which is modern day Iran. The Antichrist we also see, who will actually eventually be Satan incarnate, will come promising peace to Israel, which means that before he does that, Israel won't be at peace. So just all of these moving parts really are stirring up hearts. Does this mean that Jesus is coming back before 2024 or even in 2024? No. It doesn't. It definitely, though, in my opinion, feels like it could be soon. There's no guarantee that it's going to be in the next year. We don't know. Again, no one knows the day or the hour, but it feels like these things are really being stirred up. Um, but again, there have been decades and centuries even of people thinking that Jesus would come back soon in their time and for good reasons too. Um, but Jesus might not come back for a hundred years. I don't know, but it is important to pay attention to these signs. So I'm curious too, do you think that Jesus is coming back soon? Let me know. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, but what does this mean for Christians? How do you respond as a Christian? So friend, this is our big takeaway for today, just different ways that I think it's important for Christians to react and respond to the fact that Jesus is coming back soon. So to the potential of Jesus's return, Jesus tells us in Luke 21, specifically in verses 34 through 36, he says, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. Oh, so convicting, the cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the earth but stay awake at all times praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the son of man or he also says in matthew 24:42 therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your lord is coming and then two, I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes there can be this fear around God coming back or just even wanting him to wait. I can say personally, there was a long season, many of you know who listen to the podcast, where I doubted my faith. So I really dreaded Jesus's return because I didn't know if I would be caught up with him. I think too, also sometimes before big events, like before Donnie and I got married, we were just talking about this at home groups last night. We were like, God, please wait. We just want to be married and experience life together. And I know many other Christian couples who have felt the same way. Um, and it's an intense thing because if you're not his, if you're not a Christian, you will be quote unquote left behind. That was a favorite series of mine in middle school, the left behind series, but you're not going to be caught up with him. And that is really scary. But as Christians, it is a sweet thing. Like that Hebrews 9, 28 verse says that we read earlier, he's coming to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. We don't need to be afraid because our savior might be coming soon. So let's get excited. Our God, our savior, our comforter, our shield, our redeemer, our friend is coming to bring us to himself and save us from this world. 
So what's another thing we're called to? We talked about really not being afraid, being excited, but also being, you know, on watch and watching for these times. Two, we are called to be vigilant and live vigilantly. Luke 21, 28 tells us, and it's Jesus who says, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads because your redemption draws near when they begin to happen. So what does that mean? Let's be living for Jesus, which is, you know, living purposefully. Let's be actively glorifying him and preaching the gospel, loving him and obeying him and putting sin to death. Are we ready if he would come back tomorrow? And what would he find us doing? And that's not a place of condemnation. Hopefully it's encouragement to you. But if not, maybe it's convicting. But friend, today, right this second, we can repent and say, Lord, I want more of you. I want your ways. You have saved me from sin and death, but I want to live a life honoring to you. Help me be vigilant. Show me what you have for me today. How can I obey you? How can I love you? I want to spend more time with you. Give me opportunities to glorify you, even if that's sharing your love to someone in a supermarket. So, you know, that's a prayer that we can pray. And if we do feel convicted about, you know, how we're spending our time right now, kind of thinking about Jesus's return, we can turn today and we can change that today right now right in this episode you can pause it and pray that right now um but two hopefully you if you are living for jesus that this is such an encouragement to you to know he is coming back and he is going to bring me to himself so what are some ways that you can spend more time with god and get to know the one who you're going to spend eternity with what are ways you can glorify god and share the gospel Maybe it's on social media. Maybe it's telling your friend that you're praying for them and you know that times are scary right now, but if they want encouragement, you have some for them and then sharing the gospel from there. Maybe it's with your friends or family when this hard topic comes up. If you have some ideas, definitely drop them in the comments on YouTube, on Spotify. Maybe I'll even share these comments as a post or something and put it together. It's just different ways to be really sharing the gospel and sharing the love of Jesus. So two, how can you obey God better? Friend, we need to be, if we're not already, so serious about our walk with the Lord. Is there sin that you need to repent of? If so, do it right now. There's forgiveness and renewal and blotting out of sin. And maybe you have been living for Christ and you are ready. And friend, don't grow weary in doing good. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep running this race. I love that. I love that so much. Into just as we close up here and jump into the Dear Meg segment, I think this is important too when it comes to um, Israel kind of pivoting here. I think it's important, just some prayers that we can be praying for Israel. And um, two, as a reminder, prayer changes things. We see that all throughout scripture. And maybe that's another episode to do. Let me know if you would want that. But prayer works and God calls us to pray. So what are some ways that we can be praying? In Psalm 122 verse 6, we're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So that's something that we can pay, pray for is the peace of Jerusalem. I think too, another prayer is that God's mighty hand would protect both Israeli and Palestinian people. Let's be praying for the salvation of those who are not saved. Um, again, people 
all in that region need Jesus and are impacted by what is going on. Um, there are many people, even too, from around the world who have been taken hostage that maybe don't live in that area that we're just visiting. Um, and so we need to be praying for those people as well. I really believe it just breaks God's heart to see what's going on. And so let's be praying people, praying for his hand to move, to move mightily. Friends, those are my thoughts just of everything going on in Israel, but also just with Jesus's return. Um, and I hope that you were encouraged by some of these takeaways too. So be praying, be loving, be excited for God's return, but also be vigilant and to be passionate about justice. Friend, and now it is time for Dear Meg. All right, so this question is, what are some good Christian books? Do you have any recommendations? This is just a fun, easy, lighthearted question with today's episode. Um, one, as I'm recording this episode, it's actually about a week, I think, before it's going to be coming out. And I am headed to an event with my friend, Hope Reagan Harris, and she just wrote a book called Purpose Doesn't Pause. So I encourage you. That's a great book. Definitely a great resource. I can link that in the show notes. Um, let me think of another one. Gentle and Lowly is also really powerful. And um, Purpose Driven Life is such a good book as well. Why Grace Changes Everything by Chuck Smith is so, so good. And then two, Future Grace as well. So those are some Christian books, um, some that I definitely would recommend. I hope that that's helpful. I can link some of those in the show notes for you just too for easy access. But friend, that is our conversation for today. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Episode. And of course, let me know what you think about the podcast. One of the best ways that you can love on this podcast is to take 30 seconds and leave a five-star rating. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app, leave a review too, um, because I, I just love really reading those reviews. I read all of them. And of course, make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And if this episode resonated with you, I'd be honored if you would share it with some friends and encourage them in the things of God and in living how God calls us to live. You are not alone, my friend, in following Jesus. And I hope this place reminds you of that. But I want to encourage you right now just to be a light where you're at and be that light for somebody else. Friend, live for Jesus. Live purposefully. I love you.